just think that when it comes to guys that you have like severe injuries that I just for, and I have nothing against anybody. I just, I, I just, I just can't see myself doing because either, either a, I'm gonna be mad with what happens, or b, the whole league's gonna be pissed off at me because I robbed somebody that you know is never gonna play again. Then again, if anybody did make a trade for K Makers after that thing happened, and like you, you got like a third form, or like that's what you sent. Like, good on you for like just robbing the Acres owner that wasn't patient. Yeah, and I mean, you got to take a look at that. I mean, you got to you gotta see what the risk versus reward with with somebody like Akers because the the risk is there because it is a severe injury. Mm-hmm. But the upside of that is could be tremendous because he's very young. Yeah, it's just like we never saw anybody come back from an Achilles injury like this to actually have an impact. That's such a hard injury to uh, to have and try and come back from. Um, and I think like Devonta uh, Foreman, he just started playing now. But then again, they're way different guys. Like coming out, Acres was more sought after. But uh, anyways, that is our slow, slight slide intro into this podcast. Uh, what's going on, guys? Welcome on back into Second and Short, Season Three, Episode Two of our podcast series here, uh, where we're going to dive into the Cheap Seats Fantasy Version podcast. We're going to continue our Dynasty, you know buy stud keep and trade away type of series we got going on uh, where we break down each team in each division over eight podcasts uh if you missed last week and you want to see who we talked about it's the nfc west go back and check out the four teams the 12 players we talked about there that we think could help you dynasty wise and this week we're going to talk about the afc west and i am tyler lauder joined as always with jason aka our dynasty expert over on the coast Hey, what's going on, man? Glad to be back. I mean, season three, episode two. I mean, we're we're off to a hot start. I think these these little uh, twelve player discussions are going to be be very interesting because I, I see that us us not being on the same page on a lot of these players. No, and we did, and we actually sat down and we went over who's going to lead off with whatever we're going to talk about in each category. Um, and when we were doing that, we kind of found ourselves back and forth of who we're talking about. So I think. That's going to make it nice because we're not just going to agree with each other and move forward, um, but it's going to give a little bit of flavor to it. Uh, with all that being said, let's just go ahead and uh, jump on in, and we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos. Let's go alphabetical order and Denver Broncos. So I'm going to lead us off with a buy candidate. Now, this is the hardest team so far of these eight teams we've talked about to like identify these. Keep is easiest, and you'll see why. And if, if you're listening right now or you're watching and you can kind of see our faces keep is the easiest thing in Denver yeah. out of any of these teams. For me right now, I think you need to go out and buy Cortland Sutton. Um, I, tr- I just totally believe that Cortland Sutton is a guy that uh, he had a, what uh, a thousand yard season before, uh, before he tore his uh, ACL, uh, he comes back in and he has a okay year. I think it would be fine to, to call it. He finished 45th and I don't really blame him as much as I'm blaming like Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke back and forth, like the offense in Denver just never seemed to click unless they were running the ball. Uh, But I do think that his value is slowly going down, but we have to remember uh, this guy is what he's 25 years old and he's there's 26. He's 26. And I think his counterpart, Jerry Judy is not a guy that's like going to dominate and take over that role. And I think Sutton is sitting at least either as the one or the one a at worst. 
Yeah, and, and the quarterback play there dictates his performance. And I also contributed to the fact that, you know, he is coming back from a major injury. So, you know, one year removed from a major injury like that, you, and he still put up a decent solid numbers like 776 a, yards he had like almost 60 I, catches i think that's that's a good sign because coming back from major injury uh, it's not only the physical aspect it's also the mental aspect knowing your body's ready and i think that played into a lot of it too as well as the quarterback play so i i, I really like that as a buy candidate yeah and then for me um i'm not really worried about who's going to be the quarterback next year as much because what I mean by that is like, I don't think it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think they're going to move on from that ship. It might be Drew Locke, but I think Drew Locke still has this upside to him that could benefit Sutton. But Denver is such a hot spot commodity for Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's just Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins. Kurt Cousins. Um, and I know I said Baker, and some people probably argue with me on that, but I think that all those guys going there improves the quarterback play. And if Kirk Cousins goes to Denver, Cortland Sutton will be a top 20 wide receiver in 2022. Simple as that. Uh, let's move on oh, yeah. to, let's move on to the easiest uh, segment here. Let's talk about your keep for the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater. I, I mean, uh, no, I'm, and I'll just say it's gotta be Williams. I mean, he, he came in, everybody thought it was going to be a two headed monster in that backfield which it did until he got acclimated in the offense. And then he kind of took over. Gordon became the compliment back. And I think this kid's got a very bright future. And he is somebody that if you have him, he is a, a good staple to build your team around, especially dynasty format. Yeah. And he's going to be there for, and he's going to be producing numbers. He's got great hands out of the backfield. He's got a good north-south north run game between the tackles and he's got the elusive speed. Once he gets out on the quarter, gets to that second level to break one for massive yardage. So this is definitely my keep. Uh, I, like you said, this is the easiest one, uh, probably the easiest pick out of the entire division. Yeah. And he had um, about just under 250 total touches, including his rushing and his receptions, which was 43 receptions. Uh, he went over 1,200 all-purpose yards, seven total touchdowns on the year. And here's the best part about this is that he was able to have success and finish as running back 17 in PPR formats with Melvin Gordon being there the whole time. So this is going to provide to me that next year, if Gordon's still in this split with him in Denver, that I'm so confident he's going to finish as a top. He's going to be an RB2. And if Gordon's gone then I think Williams has the easiest track to an RB1 of any player that did not finish as an RB1 this year. And with all that being said, I mean, he had over 50 targets. That alone right there is what I want in a dynasty running back. And you're going to keep this guy anyways because you probably drafted him at, I don't know, what was ADP last year? Like 1-4? About like that range in like single quarterbacks? Like 1-3, 1-4 probably is where yeah, he drafted. In rookie, rookie formats, I seen him anywhere as high as one three, as low as one six. Yeah. And people might want to try and cash in because we talk about you cash after a big season. And he did have a really good season. And he returned exactly what you wanted from him from a high draft pick in the rookie drafts last year. But ultimately, you're going to keep a guy like this and you're going to turn him in two years before he hits that fourth year in the league and before he signs that second contract. 
that's when you'll turn him. This is he's marinating right now. You just he got covered in seasonings. It smells great. Don't take it out of the pot yet. Let it sit and let it cook. And it'll return more flavor, aka value, in two years. Now let's move on to something that you do need to get rid of. And here's the thing. I don't know if this is just personal, uh, but this guy finishes a wide receiver 90 this year. Uh, he missed what one, two, three, four, five, six games, seven games this year. And that is wide receiver Jerry Judy. He had four games over double digits in his time that he did play. He, I mean, he had like 36 catches or 38 catches, sorry, for 467 yards, no touchdowns. Um, his average uh, yards per catch was only 12.3, which is that wouldn't even be a wide receiver four uh, in that range. And I get it. He's still young, but what did we say after his rookie year? He drops the ball too much. And now year two, health is now an issue. And I don't know if he's really improved on catching the ball because he dropped, I don't know, he, he didn't drop, I don't know what drops, but he, what, 56 targets, 38 catches. So like it improved, but his average yards per catch went down. Um, his first down numbers obviously went down and just his games played went down. And I just, for me, get rid of him while his name is still hot just because I'm not a fan. That's just me. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, um, the wide receivers in that draft class coming out of Alabama all have struggled. Uh, I'm thinking maybe that was, was he, did he come out with the rugs? Uh, I'm wanting to say that yes. was. Yep. So, so him and rugs came out highly talented mm -hmm. uh, and they didn't, and they didn't really produce. Uh, of course, Ruggs has his legal issues, but still, even when he was was on the field, you've seen flaws in their game. Um, so I, I really like this this uh, pick you made because I think that he's a great college player. He was a great college player, but I just don't think that he has the the skill level to transition. And people want to say that it's Oh, the quarterback play this, that, the other. Yeah, I mean, there's been crappy quarterbacks, but also look at DeAndre Hopkins. Look at some of the quarterbacks he played with and still put up a thousand yards. So talent, yeah. talent will will shine through. Yeah, and I just look towards um the roster and I know he doesn't have the draft capital, but I, I think Tim Patrick performs at the same level that Jerry Judy performs at, except for he's looked at in the red zone. Uh, he, he's able to get more targets because he's healthier. I mean, and he's a guy that's back-to-back -back years that he's had over 79 targets back-to-back -back years as the number two to three option. And I think that he's going to benefit more. And I think Judy is going to just fit into this wide receiver three role for Denver. I know it's counterintuitive. I'm arguing my own point because I say something's going to look great with a new quarterback and Judy won't. But I just think Sutton has the, the feel of a wide receiver one where Judy is just a role player uh, that got drafted too high because he went to a prestige college. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. It's a fantastic route runner. Um, I would like to see his hands improve and I'd like to see his health be better. Uh, but ultimately, get rid of him while he's got a hot name because you can do more with that draft capital you can get back for him than you can him sitting on your bench as your wide receiver five or six. 
Uh, now let's go ahead and switch to the Kansas City Chiefs. And you're going to lead us off here. Uh, we're going to keep talking about wide receivers. And this is a very interesting pick you have here on who you want to buy. You want to you wanna right the wrongs of the wide receiver two in Kansas City. And I, I, I like Pringle. I mean, he's came on as of late. He, he's, I think he's earning the trust to become the uh, wide receiver two there when um, they're doubling Hill down and they're playing for him and Kelsey, Pringles actually stepped up, made some big plays, not only big yardage plays, but big plays in the sense of a reliable receiver downfield. He's got mm -hmm. uncanny speed. He's got breakaway speed that can get him set separation. He's got a pretty solid frame on him, and he's got better than average hands. So I think his emergence over the, the second half of this season is somebody that I'm targeting to maybe be a flyer at your uh, wide receiver three flex uh, in desperation or, you know, an injury happens because we all know that you can't always depend. He's somebody that you can slide into your lineup as a wide receiver two because one, that offense is a high-powered offense. Mm -hmm. Mahomes, likes to, Mahomes likes to spread the ball around. He's got his favorite targets, but he's also a scrambling quarterback that likes to be mobile and play what I call street football at times and get wide receivers open, see wide receivers in a soft pocket of the defense and get the ball to them with some velocity. So I think this is a good buy and you can get him fairly cheap. I mean, he is going to be dirt cheap for you to pick up. Uh, he'll cost you next to nothing. Like if you don't know what to do with those third and like those fourth round rookie picks you got, uh, Pringles the type of guy you can get. Now, there's a reason why you can get him because, and we have to be honest about this, is that the wide receiver two in Kansas City does not produce as well. We've seen Michael Hardman fail to produce there. Uh, we've seen Sammy Watkins fail to produce there, uh, mainly because they're the third or fourth option uh, because, like, the running back gets used and obviously Kelson Hill. Um, but Pringle did have five touchdowns this year. Um, uh, to hype up what you're saying, out of 16 games he did play, eight of those games he saw four or more targets. So it's not just like he's getting one target a game and getting a bomb and he's useful. Um, he's actually more useful than McCall Hardman was this year. Uh, they're very, very similar. But the biggest difference is that McCall Hardman got two touchdowns this year. Um, he saw a lot more targets, but Pringle was able to produce more fantasy points this year than Pringle sorry, then uh, Hardman with less targets and just more just usage in the proper zone of the field. Do not buy him, though, thinking that he can potentially be a wide receiver two, three for you. This is a guy that can be a nice roster stash for you and will probably benefit you more than your fourth-round rookie pick will, at least in this year's draft class. Now, let's move on to a buy. This is very interesting because, like, there's a lot of guys we can buy here. This is a good team. There's a lot that's, of, you know. Oh, sorry, you just did buy. Like, yeah, keep, yeah sorry. I just did buy. Sorry, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. There's so many guys I want to buy. Uh, but a guy you should keep. Now, I believe just Travis Kels. Simple as that. Let's, I mean, he finishes the tight end, too. Tight ends are hard to come by. Um, and it's going to, I'm going to argue my own point here later on. But um, midway through the next year, he's going to be 33. He's going to be hitting a point where you're like, he's old. I got to get rid of him. The problem we have with this is, I don't believe you're going to, I think if you were going to sell Kels, 
it had to be this offseason for you to get maximum value. And I don't think that you're going to be able to turn around and trade him for a younger tight end that's going to produce like he will and also make you happy with your decision. Uh, if we go back um, in one of our leagues that we do together, I actually made a trade for uh, Travis Kels and I got a, I mean, I wish I could find a quick transactions where I could just easily find, but here's the thing. He's going to continue to produce as a top five tight end next year. And probably the year after that, until he retires, he'll probably be a top five tight end. Do not get rid of that because that is what helps you win championships. Even if it comes with up and down roller coasters, consistency is key, yes, but value is the absolute key. That is the master key, having the best value at the best positions, and that's simple as that. Okay, um, going back to your point, you got, you got Travis Kels, you gave up Michael Carter, uh, Tony at a 20, 22 seconds. Which, which ends up being 210. Yeah, with you winning the league, that, that shoots at very, as a very late. So, yeah, I mean, you got, you got him for a song. I mean, you stole him mm. pretty much. Um, which, I mean, granted, Carter's going to show signs of brilliance, but you definitely won that trade because Tony, as a Giants fan, flashes of brilliance, but injury, size, you know, Jones is eh, iffy quarterback borderline. Mm -hmm. So, so I think you got him. Uh, you're right on the money with, you know, he's a player that his, his value was at a peak. If you've held on to him this long, continue to hold him yeah. because he's still going to produce and you're not going to get the return that uh, you might get something for him, but you're not going to get what you, what his actual value is. You're not going to get his market value for him because one age, two, you know, people's going to be throwing off. They're going to try to lowball you for him. So yeah, he's a, he's in that position, his career and in that offense, it's a hold, it's a plug and play, not worry about it, set and forget. And this isn't like an old guy that you're just going to hold on to because like he's your favorite player and you're just going to put him on your roster, you know, because people do that. Um, this is a guy that actually is going to help you ride into the sunset. Now, this keep is a limited window of keep. It's, it's for the top 50% of your league. If you're in 10 team, it's for a top five team. You're in 12, top six, and so on and so on. If you are not in that top 50% of your league right now, you're not a playoff team, then obviously this keep isn't for you. Obviously, he's a sell. That makes sense. Old guy rebuild, sell. But do not get fooled by thinking, I could trade him for, I don't know, unless you get Kyle Pitts, there's nobody else you should really be sending Kels away for. That's my opinion, because it's going to be such a big drop-off, uh, even if you get a younger player, that it's not going to return the investment. And if you do get something that looks too good to be true, then you have to take it, obviously. But otherwise, ride this into the sunset, enjoy this as long as it can, and you're okay. He's going to help you win championships. He just helped me win a championship in our league. Now let's move on to a guy that you think that we people should trade. Now I know you like to get, you know, spicy takes and last week you were very cold on your takes. So let's turn up the heat a little bit. Yeah, this one's I, I'm, I'm trading away my homes. Um, the QB four from this past year. 
Reason being is if you look at the stats, uh, which I'm pretty sure you got ahead of you, mm -hmm. um, a lot of quarterbacks you could have got later on in the draft that produced as QB ones. Um, and you could get a better player uh, with a more solid return because don't get me wrong, Mahomes is going to put up numbers. That's a given. But you can get a better return at a, at a more desired skill position, such as uh, RB1 plus, um, because teams are going to see his stat line and think that that's, that's the key the key to them winning the championship. When, when you can get somebody like a Russ Wilson or somebody we're going to be talking about a little later mm -hmm. and put up similar numbers week in, week out, the average is going to be there. You're going to have, yeah, you're going to have some outlier games, but the averages are going to be real similar. And you're going to pick up a key position such as a running back, such as, you know, a top tier wide receiver. Hell, you might even be able to get a running back plus a upper tier wide receiver for Mahomes and build your team and get a contributing quarterback and take yourself to the championship while the, the Mahomes owner is on the outside looking in. Uh, for reference of what you're we're talking about of like points um, per game being close, uh, he scored like in this league I'm looking at, he scored 1.1 more points per game than Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow's price tag is nowhere near Patrick Mahomes' price tag. Just based on just based on ADP and startups and everything. Go join a startup right now, and you join a Superflex startup. I guarantee Burrow goes second round. Like maybe maybe not now, but I'm just saying like the quarterbacks are going. But if it's a single quarterback, I guarantee Burrow goes three rounds past uh, Mahomes. So in that oh, sense, yeah. but what I'm going to argue on you here is if you have a Superflex league, he is untradeable. I'm going to completely counter-argue this. In a super flex league, Mahomes is untradeable with an asterisk unless you can get another top 10 running quarterback. Like, you, like a guy that runs the ball, too, would be the benefit here. Like um, maybe you can go out maybe you could trade for Mahomes for Lamar Jackson plus. I would do that, but you can't just trade away Mahomes for Jonathan Taylor in a super flex. Now in a single quarterback, you want to send Mahomes away for a, a top, a top 15 running back. I'm not against that. I'd prefer like, it, I'm trying to think of who would even do this and everything like Alvin Kamara. If somebody wanted to do a Patrick Mahomes for Alvin Kamara in a single quarterback league, I think that's a great deal for the guy getting Kamara. Um, if you can convince somebody to do something like that, you know what I mean? Where you can get a top tier guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I put him in, you know, you might be able to get, uh, with the injury history, you might even be able to get somebody like Dalvin Cook or uh, McCaffrey. Potentially. And, yeah, and a single quarterback. Now, I don't look at things from a super flex. These, these picks are based single quarterback uh, because super flex, Mahomes is, is untouchable. Yeah. Uh, I, I think him, Josh Allen, Burrow, and that's that's pretty much the the tier one untouchables for me in a super flex. Mm -hmm. That if, if you get them, they're they're somebody's gonna have to pry pry them out of your cold dead hands, or way overpay. So I, I base all my picks on a single quarterback because, um, like I said, super flex is is so 
touted to have that two quarterbacks and having one of the top tier quarterbacks to plug in every week. Yeah. It is a no brainer. And I, I, I do like, I do like what you're saying. So essentially to summarize, bring it all full circle for everybody is that if you can quote unquote downgrade uh, your quarterback, because really not downgrading because it's just like one or two points per game. Like even somebody like Mahomes to cousins is like three points per game that you can, you can fill that somewhere else. Um, but if you can slightly downgrade your quarterback play to vastly improve another skill position, you should do it. Uh, absolutely. Uh, now let's go ahead and shift focus to the Raiders and let's kind of keep the little spicy take going. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders here. And let's, let's, we're going to stay with trade my trade. And I say that you need to trade away. This is main controversial because I think a lot of people think you need to buy him, but I say, get rid of Darren Waller. Now, this is hard for me to say because it's more of like a hot take and everything, but he's going to be turning 30. The problem that I have here is that he was hurt this year, and I didn't think his injury was that significant where he could not play. And it wasn't like the Raiders were resting him for the playoffs because they didn't even know they were in the playoffs for the final week. Yeah. But missing, missing six games um, is an issue for me. On top of that, though, his, his catch percentage was like 60%. Uh, he almost had 40 attempts that he didn't even, it was like 30, 38 attempts. Um, I, his touchdowns went down and we could say his touchdowns went down because he missed of, you know, 40% of a season, but his touchdowns went down significantly from the year before. And I think the season that we saw him have, um, passed, I think like this is, we want to, we want to think it's going to be a trend because we see Kels do the same thing, but we like, we saw Ertz hit a plateau. Like we saw this with Ertz and he hit a point where it just was no longer there. And for me, I would like to, as he's turning 30 this year, if I could trade Waller for like Dallas Goddard, Noah Font, um, plus, I'm going to do that. Instead of, this is, it's just the opposite of Kels, because Kels has proven time and time again for a longer stand period. For, for Waller and everything, for me, we don't know the quarterback situation. We know Hunter Renfo is now the favorite target there. Um, they're probably going to bring in another receiver since they lost rugs. And that might take up some, the, for me, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to trade him away where I can still get lots of value for him. Yeah. And, and what's funny about this is because it's the exact uh, polar opposite of mm -hmm. what you gave on uh, Travis Kelsey. But see, I, I agree. Um, Waller had had, very high hopes uh, from the fantasy football community coming into to this season. And I, I think the emergence of Renford um, really hits his value. I mean, because they, they see that they've got a possession receiver, which Waller was a really good underneath guy. Renford is taking those targets away. So that's going to cut into the value. Um, and the, upside of waller um i, I personally like waller mm -hmm. i do too uh, I, I have him i like him a lot too and i just dealt him i had one share of him i just dealt him in the off season and when i tell you what i got for him you're gonna i, I don't know how you'll feel i got a hawkinson and two one <laughs> um, See, that, that that is that is insane value i think that is fantastic because i have going into this next year hawkinson ahead of waller 
see i got hawkinson's it's on a it's on a team that uh it's a top five team i'm in the rebuild waller was pretty much one of my only assets so i've got uh i'm in that that stage so i got the two one and hawkinson i i was pleased with it when the owner sent it to me with a message being like what do you think of this and i didn't I even, think I'm gonna even hit read accept. this I hit accept before I even read the the message that he attached to it. I read the message after I accepted it, and he sent me a message. He's like, that was quick. I was like, yeah. I said, I feel bad. I said, please don't call the cops on me. I said, we're taking advantage of you like that. And he said, I don't think it was. I think I won the deal. And I was like, I'm glad that you feel that way, sir, because I think I think Hawkinson want to take that next step. Um, he showed uh, brilliance here. And we've seen this with, like you said, we've seen this with Ertz. We've seen this with, um, I'm trying to think of another tight end that we've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of things like Goddard this year. I mean, Goddard took a step back. I mean, he's got potential, but once they got rid of Ertz, everybody thought Goddard was going to step up. So I think you, you got a lot of people out there that you could fill in the tight end position and Dale Waller to get value for him now the 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 argument here so to argue against myself real quick to make sure that i'm not being biased or anything or whatever now darren waller did average like i just did the math it's like 8.3 targets per game he's still going to be targeted high my thing is i want to cap on the value of tight ends are hard to come by and i think that unlike kels i think you can still get really good value for waller because he is younger it's only like three years younger but that's three more years of fantasy production that you can sweeten to somebody when you're talking. Now, enough of my guy. Let's move on to your key. This one, this one hurts me because it's a, it's a player that I'm not very high on. Ooh, but, and, I am. And, but going, well, I mean, I wasn't very high on him going into the season. If you go back, check some of our TikToks. This is one of my sell now players that I mentioned, but, you know, we talked and we looked. I looked at some stats here, and I think right now is the time to hold on to Josh Jacobs because he was an uh, they, this brought, year. they brought Kenyon Drake in to basically be the receiving. But everybody thought that he was going to take a lot of downs, a lot of key possessions away from Jacobs. But Jacobs still was churning out yards. He was he was he was a subtle RB one. Uh, a lot of people written him off. You didn't. He wasn't making these flashy stats, but he was making a lot of contributions in a lot of on a lot of teams, and he wasn't flashy about it. And I and that's the kind of players I like to have. So yeah, I mean, if you have Jacobs on your team, hold on to him, right? Ride him into the ground, or at least till he has like a monster get back-to-back games, and then start floating to see what you can get in each turn. Yeah, and he'll be turning 24 uh, here next month. Um, and normally going into your fourth year, we talked about it with Williams and I said, that's when you should try and trade for should away a guy. I don't think Josh Jacobs performance is going to lead to him being like a top five or even maybe, maybe like the number eight, nine or 10 paid running back. I don't know if the Raiders are going to do that with him. So I don't think I'm worried about that whole second contract thing. I feel like that's first of all, I don't think that shit's even real, but we just, that's just like what we're like programmed to talk about is like fantasy and dynasty content guys. Like, we're just supposed to believe these myths and everything, but he had over 1200 yards total. Um, he had the most targets he's ever had. Uh, he had like 19 more targets than he did the previous year in the same amount of games. Uh, and he, with those extra 19 targets, 
produced 21 more receptions than he had in the previous year. And he just, Kenyon Drake was nothing. He didn't exist. And with the fact that Kenyon, like the fact that Jacobs was able to pick up more targets and more receptions and be reliable in the passing game, you got to keep a guy like that, especially when he's only going to be 24. That's so young to get rid of a guy. I, I, think he's, I think he's an easy keep. And I agree with this. And he finished yeah. as running back 12 this year, an RB1. Now, let's move on to my buy. Now, this is where we kind of like flip-flopped with Darren Waller, and we're going to talk about Hunter Renfro <laughs> right now. Um, now, Hunter Renfro is coming off his best season ever. Probably his, probably his best season he'll ever have. I don't know. He finishes a wide receiver nine this past year and completely benefited from Derek Carr playing lights out, uh, from Darren Waller being hurt, from the Raiders being down in a lot of games. He's going to be, he won't be 27 until like the end of the year. Um, but he, he ended up producing 128 targets, got 103 receptions on it, uh, over a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. So a guy that works in the slot that works underneath, but can still score touchdowns. Um, it's almost like he's, you know, I hate, I fucking hate this comp and saying these things, but it's almost like he's Julian Edelman, but I hate saying that because like, we shouldn't just like limit, like, Oh, undersized white guy that catches the ball is exactly like undersized white guy that catches the ball. He's a highly efficient guy that produces and catches a lot of his targets. Yeah. Um, see, I don't like the Edelman comparison. I, I go with the Welker comparison a little That's bit. That's the same better. thing. It's the same thing, no, though. No, yes, it's undersized not. white uh, guy that catches the ball a lot. That's the that's the comparison. No, because Edwin didn't have the breakaway speed. Uh, Welker had. No, this is true. And, and uh, also, Edelman was a he he wasn't a yak person. The um, Renford is as was Welker. Um, and you know you could sprinkle these guys in on special teams. Uh, that's where Welker got his claim to fame in Miami, which a lot of people forget that he even played in Miami. Um, he made his name on special teams with his speed, and they started. And Brady got a hold of him and made him into a superstar. Yeah. Um, this Back is to the Renfro. same thing. Yeah, and this is the thing with Renfro. It's because nobody gives Carr the credit he get he deserves. Yeah. Carr Carr is a sneaky quarterback that puts up numbers and. He's got a repertoire with with Renford that is going to just elevate his game. Uh, there's that trust. Trust. If a quarterback trusts trust somebody, you see it across the league. Quarterbacks have their favorite target, and Renford's uh, stepped up to be cars, and I think that should factor into this decision. Yeah, and here's the thing: when I say that you should buy Renfro, now will he be more expensive? than he's ever been yeah probably probably obviously <laughs> but the thing is that i think this is what i say okay i think that he is going to be a career wide receiver one to two range i think wide receiver nine that he finished this year is probably his peak that he'll ever finish um and i think that's that's okay that's I mean, that's fantastic um but i think that's where his range will be that's a ceiling and i think his floor an offense like this with a quarterback like this is wide receiver 18. That's still a low end wide receiver two, mid wide receiver two. With that in mind, you can go get a guy right now that is going to seem expensive um, in a rookie draft that people are downplaying um, and that 
you know, whatever rookie hype's going to come up and everything, but let's say they're right. You send away one nine for Hunter Renfro. You might not feel good about it right away because everybody else is selling, but he's going to produce for you for the next three, four years as a wide receiver two to wide receiver one range. And I don't, I, I honestly think it does not matter who his quarterback is. It does not matter. I think he will still produce. We saw it in college. We've seen it here. And I think he's just going to continue to be a reliable source for any quarterback for the next four to five years. Yeah. And the comparison, uh, and if you want to hear somebody us talk about another comparison and this, go back and listen to our NFC West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Um, the, I, I just think a guy, a guy that has high volumes, he caught 80% of his targets this year. He's also producing touchdowns. He's healthy. He's a guy that's going to fight for yards. I go with it. Now, yeah, let's I wonder move. what his yak was. It wasn't. It was. Oh, was, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, you look that up. I'm going to transition us into um, our final team in the AFC West. And we're going to talk about the LA Chargers or Los Angeles Chargers, LOS. Um, because that's alphabetical. That's alphabetical. In the fantasy football, <laughs> some LA Chargers, you know. Anyways. Um, so I'm going to talk about my keep. Well, you're looking up those things. My keep is Justin Herbert. This is going to be the shortest, easiest segment yeah. outside of Javante Williams. He finished this year as the quarterback two. He was drafted as like the quarterback eight. Uh, he's the real deal. He's the new Tom Brady, I believe, um, or Peyton Manning, either comparison you want to use of the AFC. I think he's going to be that, that top tier guy that is going to be in that. I saw a comparison video and it's not saying the play styles are the same. But they were like the 2000s to, to the 2010s. They had they had Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, and Rivers running the AFC. And now we have Allen, Mahomes, uh, Herbert, and Burrow. And they discredited Lamar Jackson, but that's okay. Uh, but I agree with that situation where he is going to be a long stay quarterback one forever. And I don't think that you could trade him away and get anything that you'd be happy with. I don't think that you could try and buy him anywhere and get him for something that you'd be happy with. Yeah. So let's keep him. Let's just keep him. And if you don't have him, sucks. Move on. Find somebody else. Sorry. Like, don't over don't overpay for him. But yeah, that's my keep. Anyways, did you find yeah. that yak real quick for Hunter Renfro? Yeah, yeah. On this season, it was four point three, which I mean is is solid. His overall is five point five. I mean that's um, that's, that's, that's almost like guaranteeing a first down every time he gets the ball because you'd assume right. that you'd assume that catching it, even if he catches a, a quick slant or an out route, like a four or five yard pass, he's going to gain an extra four or five yards potentially. Uh, but let's go ahead. I, I don't want you to talk about Herbert because I think that's boring. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want you to talk yeah. about, talk about who you want to buy. Well, all aboard, all aboard the, the hype train that me and you are the, the two conductors of, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm buying Mike Williams every, anywhere, everywhere. I can. He's a. Is he an unrestricted free agent this year, or just a free agent? I can't remember. He was. A, he was a. He was a first. <laughs> he was a first round pick. They use his fifth year option. I think when you use your fifth year option, I think you're unrestricted. I don't really yeah. know how that stuff works. But so yeah. So going in, he, he's going to be a free agent. Um, yes. If he stays with the Chargers, he stays with one of the the top young quarterbacks be the league if you go somewhere there there's a 
uh, unlimited possibilities. He becomes that number he, one almost anywhere he goes, I think. So, statistically speaking, he's a solid receiver. He's boomer bust on most weeks. He does have that roller coaster season. Some seasons he's going to, some weeks he's going to put up ungodly numbers. Some, some weeks he might disappear and put up very subpar, but, you know, his average is going to be there. So with him going to a possibly new team, he's going to step up to be that wide receiver one. And this is the time to buy him and reap the benefits wherever he goes. Yeah. And like, I, I truly, I mean, here's the thing. We don't want to say it, but let's just say the money's rich and it, it lures him away. Let's say he goes to Detroit and he's the number one there. I think that would be fantastic for him. And that would continue. I know a lot of people wouldn't like that because they don't like Jared Goff or the Lions are very good. Well, yeah, but you have to, when you get better players, you become a better team. When you have better weapons, like more than just Amon Ross St. Brown, you can play better. Like Goff looked, Goff looked pretty good when he had Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. So why wouldn't you look yeah. at if you had Mike Williams in there? Um, <clears throat> let's say he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles and takes over and uh, takes over the number one spot there. I know people love Smith, but Mike Williams would be the number one there. Um, I also think like if you went to like the Baltimore Ravens, it'd be a good spot for him. Uh, let's say he goes to Indianapolis Colts, another good option. Um, let's say he decides that he doesn't care about winning games and he wants to go to the Houston Texans. I mean, the Houston Texans are a really good spot for him too on a team that's probably losing a lot. He's going to get a lot of targets. He's getting a lot of money. I like to think there's so many options out there for wherever he could go. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that ends up going to like Green Bay if Rodgers stays and is a number two. That, that, that's pipe dream shit. It's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there where he can be a number one, and this might be the thing you can buy him. Yeah, I look for him. Uh, I'm going to play the, play the game, uh, and I'm going to make my prediction where he ends up. If he leaves the Chargers, I'm going to say he ends up in the NFC South as a New Orleans Saint taking over the wide receiver one that Michael Thomas will avoid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, he, he had a fantastic season and I, I think, yeah, hundred percent buy this guy. If he can, he might be a little pricey, but remember the uncertainty of where he goes is your selling point on trying to buy guys. Um, so yeah, that's where, that's where we're at now. Let's move to a guy that you just, you want to trade and I'm puzzled by this. I'm confused. You know, he's, he's 26. He'll be 27 pretty soon. Uh, he only missed one game this year. He finishes the running back too. And on standard leagues or like redraft leagues, he was drafted at like the tail end of the first, early second. Talk about Austin Eckler. Uh, yeah, I'm trading Eckler. Uh, this is one of the strike by the iron's hot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he, he highly outperformed his uh, ADP this year. And he is going to be sought after by some of the top tier teams or some of those middle of the road teams looking to be a co- become a top tier team. So this is where you want to strike um, when a player's got value. You, this is a good window for him. I think um, in a couple of leagues, I own him and a couple of weeks leagues. I've traded him away. I, I, I agree because if what we think is true that Mike Williams is going to leave, that's going to entice somebody to think, well, if there's less targets there, he's going to catch more balls. And it's like, maybe he will, but, probably not. He's probably still going to have about 80 plus targets, 90 targets. That's he's still going to be an RB one next year, but I agree. This is, uh, you know, cash in. Well, well, it's hot. 
and reap the benefits. And if you can snag a, a first this year anywhere and a random first next year for this guy, I say do it. Especially if you're a team that's middle of the pack. If you're a middle of the pack team, don't be middle of the pack anymore. Get rid of elite guys for high upside guys. Yeah, and this is, me and you have talked about always churning teams. You want to be churning. Uh, once you, you let a team become stagnant, that's when you're just going to start donating money. If mm -hmm. you're active in your leagues, you're churning these players. You're trying to get, get players on their, uh, on like in laws or right before they hit their upswing and trading players after they hit that, hit that high and you're expecting the plateau will drop down. This is one of the, the best things that I can say is Eckler is, don't get me wrong, he's an extremely great talent. Yes. He's going to produce, mm -hmm. but you got to look at the bigger picture. Don't look at one season, look two to three seasons down the road. It, and you got to, sometimes you got to make those big moves to, to be a championship team rather than, well, I have Eckler, he's doing good for me. I'm content. When you become content, you start donating money to your league mates. No, it's true. And, and you shouldn't, like, you should constantly be turning. Um, you'd always be turning. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to use this as an example to like brag or anything. Um, but yes, you are. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I'm trying to, because like, <laughs> here's my thing I don't really give a shit if I'm like right on my predictions or anything. When we're talking about this, like, I would love for everything I say here to come true and to be right. But ultimately, what I want is I want other people to see what I have done and show that it, it can have success. And if that can help somebody else, then I'm doing my job. So let's go to Scanton Stranglers. Let's go to Trades. Let's hear me out. Let's go to 300 Days, because why not? So this past season, I completed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, I completed eight trades. While I was already a top three scoring team, I turned my roster eight times. Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't like, think you traded with me once, but that's not the point. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll trade this next, we'll trade this next year. Don't worry. We're talking about it. But um, my point is that, is that I felt good enough that I was going to be a top three to four team and I was going to contend. And I wasn't satisfied. So don't be satisfied. If Austin Eckler is, is a guy that, that you can potentially move to gain A, B, C, do it. If somebody says, I'll give you the one, two, Michael Carter, and if I can, I don't even, some, I don't even know, some receiver, do it. Why Tony, not? Let's throw Tony in there. Okay, just, yeah, the trade I did, yeah. Um, why not do it? If somebody said they'll give you, Hey, I'll give you Darren Waller and the one four. I don't know why they would. I'm just throwing out names. Uh, do it. Yeah. If you can go out and get a guy that doesn't look as, as shiny at the running back position, uh, but can still produce for you, then go ahead and go ahead and do it. And I, especially younger guys. Um, yeah. Like guys like Josh Jacobs, I think is like the perfect like tier of guys to kind of trade Eckler for Jacobs in a first. If you could do that trade, I think that's a good I mean, trade. Yeah, I mean, you might even be able to snake a trade such get somebody like Williams. Uh, you could probably get like a Williams Carter for Eckler deal Maybe. out there. So Maybe. somebody might be crazy enough to do that because and you're gaining two young young running backs that are coming into their own. Yeah, you're selling away a key asset, 
but look at the bigger picture. In three years, I, I see those two players equaling double what you're going to see the value of Eckler in two to three years. Uh, so that's what you got to look at. You got to look at the bigger picture and not be so uh, concentrated and have tunnel vision. And with all that being said, that is it for our show today. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us or watching us here on YouTube. Now, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below, like the video, leave a comment down below on one player from any of these teams that you are looking to trade, keep, or buy. Uh, on top of that, we want to say thank you to the W2M network that we are now partners with. You can check out all of our content and stuff over there as well. If you want to see more from us, uh, you can view us on Facebook, you can view us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where we have different stuff that is not actually here um, on the podcast as well, um, plus the stuff that's on the podcast. Now, let's say you like my voice, you like my takes, or you like Jason's voice, you like his takes, you can check us out talking about other topics. Uh, Jason, where can they listen to you discuss things? Uh, actually, just last night, uh, me, my wife, and one of our good friends uh, joined in the Rattledge Broadcasting Network and we did a Scream 2022 roundtable that I hosted. Um, I'm getting ready to be really busy coming up. Mm -hmm. I've got a show over there with the Patriarch of the Rattledge Broadcasting Network where we're reviewing a really interesting show called Dummy. I highly recommend never to watch it around your kids because it's Anna Kendrick and a compromising show. Uh, and then... In February, it's two white guys talking about Black History Month over there when me and Mark tackle a variety of different movies uh, in our uh, triple feature segments. So, yeah, definitely check out the W2M Network. Uh, great things are coming. And Tyler, where else can they find you? Well, we're on kind of a break right now, but we have some uh, YouTube videos going up right now, top tens and stuff, and podcasts will be out soon again, and Twitter as well. And TikTok, I mean, uh, but if you like MTV's The Challenge, uh, the reality show based on the real world and road rules where strangers compete for cash and pride. And um, it's, you know, entertaining show that I talk about there. The podcast is called Love War Challenges, hosted by MTV Malik himself and one of our great co-hosts, uh, Becky, as well. You can check us out there. And with all that being said, all that big, long outro. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week when we break down another random division.